For the Peterson Automotive Museum, this is Car Stories. My name is AJ. I am joined today by Matt Farah. He is founder of thesmokingtire.com. Check out, are we even close to thousands of videos yet, or am I still saying hundreds of videos? On the Smoking Tire? No, we're, we're like 200 videos, right. maybe. It's, it's, it's just kind of a lot of videos. That's a actually, lot of videos. For a small crew. But yeah, there's, and then there's probably another, I've probably done another 70 or 80 for drive there's been a lot on drive so check out everything you need to know about matt farah all his reviews all of his one takes the videos he does in his cars and follow me on instagram at the smoking tire facebook at the smoking tire and twitter at the smoking tire you were smart you were smart to get them all the same one. Get them in now the while they're one. listening. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You were oh, smart yeah. to reserve them all the same oh, one. yeah. I hate when it's, well, if we're, or if we're on Instagram, it's underscore this or there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. one or there's. Oh, you can't know that. When we came up with the names for the for the show, for the smoking time, yeah. it was, coming up with a good name is hard. Yeah. Car stories is good. It works for this. It's It's, it's very, oh, stories. Got it. This is what I'm getting. The smoking tire took me like six months to come up with that, and I had some real shitty ones, and there was other ones that involved that were like good, but like there was going to be a hyphen or an underscore in the URL, yeah. and it was like no, like like English words, proper spelling, you know what I mean? No weird marks. I was very very picky about that kind. What I were some of the bad out. ones? You tried. Um, I wanted. I was all about uh, for a while. I was into like drivers anonymous. Like it, like a support group for people who drive too much, okay. kind of thing. Um, but someone had something that was similar, and I had to use the hyphen on that one. I dwelled on that one for a while, and then there was, um, I don't know, it was a while. <laughs> there were some other ones that were yeah, awful. I'm y- sure. Usually, you want to forget the bad ones. Yeah, no, but I spent a couple years, like in my early twenties, working at a branding company, and that would like take companies that were failing or want a new image, and they would rebrand them, and so. I wasn't in charge of the branding. I just worked there. Yeah. But I would. I went through on on four or five different occasions the creative process of coming up with a new name for a product or a company. What does the imagery look like? What do the labels look like? What is this that? And so I was able. I mean, I know my website isn't all isn't very pretty. It's a WordPress site, but at least the name and the logo give you the impression of. Of, it's a brand. You, you know you, what you're going to get. Built yourself you know. a brand. Yeah, yeah. And when you say the smoking tire people, hopefully and for the most part, know you what it is. Kind of figure out what, what the deal about. is. Yeah, like okay, it's the smoking gun for cars, but there's also an element of burnouts. Ooh, and I didn't even put that together. What the smoking gun or the burnouts part? I didn't put out the smoking gun part. Yeah, it's it's a play on the smoking gun. That is good. Yeah. I just thought it was a tire spinning. No, and making... it was the smoke. It was the smoking gun for cars. I used to love reading those. The, you ever read the smoking yeah, gun? Yeah, I love the concert riders and shit yeah. that they have on there. And I used to love reading that stuff. And I was like, after a while, I was like, oh, it's that that for cars. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, before we get into, I, I got a, a well, I would say a million, but I've got nine questions to ask you. <laughs> um, I was good. Yeah, a million. What nine. what kicked <laughs> it off for you with your love of cars? Always, it's just all. It's always been, always there, always. It's like my grandma used to tell me, and still does talk about it repeatedly. She's ninety-seven, and she, she, you know, oh, when you were two, you could tell all these different cars by their hubcaps because that was all you were tall enough to see, and 
and I used to just drive. She would drive me around, and I'd be like just naming off cars. Yeah, I don't know. Before that, it was trains. I had a train thing for a while. I think every little boy is yeah. a train. Well, trains are awesome. Though. Yeah, like, I mean, the, uh, the idea of a train is like a fucking cool thing. It is. I have a big. It's still in boxes at my parents' house, but like a giant LGB scale train set. Um, one day I will find somewhere to put it. But I have like fourteen or fifteen cars, and like you know, locos and all this track, and do you probably have, actually worth something? Do you have this problem because it, being into cars is a unfortunately it's a nerdy thing to a lot of people. Oh yeah, and being into the diecasts and even like the Hot Wheels and the yeah, RC yeah, stuff. Yeah. It, do you sort of have the like God? I want this so bad, but I'm going to get made fun of, like the train set. Um, you know, I have the luxury of being an adult and not giving a fuck now. Sure. I mean, you get a pass. Well, I and, and and people expect me at this at this point. That anyone who cares what I do knows I'm just going to do what the fuck I want. Well, I've been nice. to your office, and yeah. it, it is it's not that nerdy. My office, no, it's not that nerdy, but it it is more clubhouse. I guess. You've got you've got a video game set up. You well, have they're a sponsor. Well, yeah, you got Forza. You got the wheel. You've yeah, got yeah. A, a beer fridge. You have. I mean, in all fairness, we well, yeah, we record podcasts and drink beer. I, we have me. things that are. Necessary. Don't be wrong. You're you're doing it right. I mean, I go to people's like like you ever been to Corolla's spot? Like, yes. Cor- that's over. That's way over the top. My <laughs> spot is just a basic office in Culver City that has some car related shit on the wall. You, well, for the record, I think if you could put a Mura in your office, you probably would. would. Yes, no. Would. And one day I will get to the point where I own my own warehouse and we do everything, you know, there. It is. I, yeah. I think that's every car guy's dream yeah. is just a garage. Yeah, no, a big fucking point. warehouse. I mean, I'm fortunate enough that my friend owns a warehouse that I share with him. So I, it's a nice place to keep my cars. And wash my cars, and it's safe and secure, and all that. <coughs> but um, especially you know. in L.A., though. <coughs> oh it, yeah, in L.A., it's a big deal. It, I have parking's a mess here. I'm fortunate enough; I have a tandem space. So yeah. when I had a second car, it was there. Yeah. And to our left, we have some square footage. I can put a car. Yeah. In a corner, hidden from everybody. If I, I had I, to, I scored when I bought my house. It has a four car garage, actually. There you go. But it's 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 two by two. Yeah, yeah. So it's a squ- it's a square. It's not four wide. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which means you'll never really get four in there. No, no. We have four in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 my cameraman and my editor live in my house. Sure. So if I have one car, that's three. And then if someone comes over, it's in Venice. There's no parking. Yeah. So you leave the fourth spot for a guest. So I can have one car at a time in my house, and the rest are yeah, stuck over I, I the warehouse. I don't think people outside of Los Angeles really understand how bad. The parking situation. Parking the parking situation in L.A. in certain parts of L.A. is as bad as like Manhattan. Oh, I was just going to say because you've lived in New York. Yeah, how yeah. does it? Well, parking is a lot more expensive in New York. But I feel like par- it's a month more... a monthly spot in a garage in Manhattan is three to seven hundred dollars a month. But if you're inviting friends over to your yeah. space, there is more opportunity to park, I feel, in New right, York. Right. But you don't, garages in, where here it's yeah. it's all permit. Yeah. You gotta f- hike back a few blocks, it's, you gotta in, find in, out. In, where I live in Venice it's it's tough to find parking on the street and the 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 lots are uh expensive for the area. Yeah. If you tell someone in LA, oh you can park in this lot it's for the street, it's eight bucks They'll be like, ugh. Whereas in New York, you know, if you drive to someone to visit someone in the city, it's forty or fifty bucks for a couple hours of parking. It's wow. crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, I had a Hummer when I lived in New York City. Why? Because I was a fucking retard. I, well, it was I, the dumbest. You know, everyone. 
has at least one who's into cars has had a, a regrettable decision. Mine was also a Hummer. Did so, you? Yes. You, yeah. But you had like an H2, right? I had a three. A three. See, yeah, that's regrettable for a different reason. Sure. Mine was regrettable because I traded a perfectly good Audi S4 with like 20,000 miles on it straight up for this Hummer on like an impulse. And it was so stupid. And they're they're tiny inside. The Hummers, yeah, yeah the, the seats are like worse than a bad coach seat in an airplane. They're, it's like a center seat in a coach in, in coach. They're on. I mean, you would think it's a. It's like sitting in a Tahoe or they're, a Suburban. No, no, they're horrific. They're. I mean, they're, an H two is very comfortable. But yeah, but that's I mean, a Tahoe. I don't, I don't like an H two, but it's a, it physically is a comfortable place to be. The H one is miserable, and yeah. I, I sold. I treated that straight up from John Cooper Works Mini. Because you had to overcompensate for your bad idea. No, I just I, I I was so yeah. Well, yes, actually, it's not. It wasn't necessarily overcompensating, but for a long time, I had I you you ever, you, you ever do the, the polar opposite bounce where you have a car and then you get over it and then you, your next car you want to be something completely different. Yeah, yeah. You know that happened. That happened to me a lot. I don't think I've done that with purchases yet, but I do. When I have a small car, I lust after having a, a big, big car. car. Right. When I had my Hummer, I was like, I cannot wait to get right. back into a Honda. Exactly, you know. And so I had, I, I went from this, I went from a Mercury Mountaineer, which was my my college car. Um, great, it was a great truck actually at the time, but I put ninety five thousand miles on it in three years. Sold that, got this S four, loved it. But one day I just decided, I don't know, it came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, I can't have this car anymore. I was like, I, I was sitting in. And was it your daily drive? It was a daily, yeah. And I was sitting in uh, this traffic jam going to New Jersey from Manhattan. And it was this torrential downpour. Everything was flooded. Nobody was moving. And I literally sat. I went maybe a mile in like two hours. It was, I, I had to do nothing but just sit there and stew. And and I was on one of those cloverleaf exit ramps. Mm-hmm. And there's just a big patch of grass there and a big puddle of water in the ex- in the middle of it. And I go, if I had a fucking Hummer, I would just whoop, right, you know, and be gone. I f- eventually make it to work. I'm like four hours late. I had worked. Yeah. I was working Gotham Dream Cars, and a guy drove in with a Hummer that he wanted to trade straight up for my Audi right then and there. After I was having that thought, that was a bad decision. And I drove it. I mean, I that's dr- that's yeah. fate. No, but that so, is bad. It, it was fate. so stupid. It was the dumbest thing in the world. I shouldn't have done it, and don't ever do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we all have those mistakes. Yeah, uh, I, well, I don't, how do we start talking about that? I don't even remember. I, I think I asked you, do you like cars? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you have, you have. Uh, I don't know what else you own, but you've had an, a collection and a yeah. very. It's too big right now. We need to downsize. So I want. Let's kind of go through. I want to know what you've owned, what you've had, because you're into weirder, more eclectic. You yeah. don't buy. A, you don't buy a sports car because you want to go buy a sports car. You you no. buy something that really. I have a, v- I have very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 the things that I talk about on the show, I try and like, I, I do me, but I also try and think about other, you know, other people. Yeah. I'm reviewing cars that other people are interested in. It's not what I end up, what I, what I end up buying is some, just the shit that I like and I don't really care, you know, but it's like, you know, I'll talk about plastics on an interior or whatever and then I get the Volt as a daily, which has plastic everywhere. Yeah. And if I reviewed it, I would complain about it. But for me personally, like I want that car to have hard plastic because I don't want to see it wear. Okay. I want that car to look exactly the same now as it does the day I return the lease. Okay. So to that end, hard plastic is fine. You want hard plastic? I'm driving a car with hard plastic. I also now, when you're buying me. when you're buying a Volt, there's you're two, not buying it for the plastic. There's two volts. There's the base volt and then the the luxury volt. 
and there's you can't get individual options. You just get one or the other. Okay. Now the luxury volt is ten thousand dollars more than the base volt. So over a three year lease, if you spend ten thousand dollars for the luxury volt, that is more than all the fuel you would save in those yeah. three years it's by buying a it. volt that you're pissing into leather. Yeah. And so I was like, that's dumb. Okay, but we right. can go back. So you have your daily's a volt. You've yes, had a Hummer. Now. You had an S4. Yes. That's a good range. If you want to go back, my first car was a the, 92 LS400, okay. which my dad sold to me when I was in high school. And it was his car, and it, you know he sold it to me cheap. And I had a, um, uh, a Subaru Legacy GT 1998. That I, I, there were no modifications for that car because this was pre-WRX Subaru. Now, I mean, yeah. they're always good cars. Now you could have oh, a lot of fun with that car. Now you could, yes. But in, in 1998, when there was no WRX in the U.S., all you could do was get some Japanese engine and drop it in. Like, it was like zero or engine swap. Yeah. And so I traded that for a 95 Mustang GT. Okay. Um, and I promptly swapped the engine and the suspension, and it was fast. It was really, it was really fast. And um, when I went off to college – uh, the Philadelphia roads just were horrific and really beat the shit out of that Mustang. So I sold it to a guy who totaled it the next day. That's Let, wrapped it around a telephone pole the next day. Had no insurance, no registration on it. Lost total loss. Fucking sad. You got your money though. Oh yeah, I got okay, cash. I got cash. Good. Yeah, and then, then I good. so I bought, and then I bought the um, the the Mountaineer because it was a better SUV for Pennsylvania winters and college and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I was in a band, and so it hauled all our band shit around, and, and I put TVs in it because I'm an asshole. Because you need to. It was 2003, man. That's what people were doing. I had a Hummer with TVs yeah. in the headrest. I never once watched a movie in it. Oh, I, I did all the time. I completely understand oh, man. getting I, this. I put 90,000 miles in that truck in three years. I drove it cross-country like four times. And and I always had movies going in that because I had the t- the headrests and then I had the dash the flip out monitor, the Alpine the flip out. So I would watch like good movie good stuff for watching in the car is like stuff you've seen before and you can kind of just listen to Sopranos. I did entire seasons of Sopranos in the car and then I, my favorite in the car is Law and Order. Sure. Because Law and Order goes dung dung and then you look at where the scene is and then you can just go back to listening to the conversation. Every time it goes dung dung, the scene changes. And so you can go, oh, they're in the medical examiner's office, and then you can just listen. We, we, we need, I need to get you an audible.com subscription for your birthday because I guess. This, is, this feels a little unsafe. No, I mean, I'm alive. This was sure. 10 years ago. I'm yeah. alive. No, we're going to be explaining to our children how hard we had it when it came I, to I stereo wasn't, equipment. I wasn't watching movies. I was listening to movies okay. in the car a lot. And right. my friends were watching the movies. So I traded that. The Good. Mountaineer was gone. Then I had the S4, which was a phenomenal car, uh, 2006 S4. Stupid to sell it. The Hummer, stupid to buy it. And then I had a John Cooper Works Mini. How do you um, like that? Oh, amazing. Was that the turbo or the supercharged? It was supercharged. Okay. I bought the last supercharged one. They, it was, so it was right the as first the, generation. I bought it in January of 07. So the turbo cars had just come in, the S's, and they had this leftover JCW. It was really expensive. It was like a $38,000. Yeah, they're mini, not cheap. Which was a lot at the time. Um, and... Uh, I drove the turbo car, and then I drove the supercharged car, and I was like, oh, the, the, I like the supercharged car much better. Did you have the clutch issue they all have? I don't, I don't even know what have. that issue is. I, I, drove a, issue. I drove a John Cooper Works. I drove my aunt's convertible. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's one of those cars where I don't think I've ever is had. Is this for me? Yeah, that's okay. for you. 
uh, ever had more fun. It's just one of those mm-hmm. you smile and giggle driving, mm-hmm. and you drive the wheels off of and it. And I, I did a lot of work to it, and mine was making like 215 at the wheels. It was really fast. But uh, at it, she had like 4,500 miles on it, yeah. and just the clutch didn't wear out. It stopped. Oh, it really? It went from working fine to stop. Oh, no. I didn't have that issue at all. It had to be flatbedded. They wanted like $3,500 to repair it. How is that? It wasn't covered in a warranty? No. They said you wore, clutch they wear? They said you wore out the clutch. I get online. I look on forums. There There's are a TSB on it or something. Hundreds of yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. saying I hit four thousand miles. Where'd my clutch go? Yeah, and so so luckily I don't. Did think they she co- had did it. they end up covering it? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. I felt I was so scared. Yeah, yeah, I know mine. Mine was fine. I never had an issue with mine, and I I had it until I moved to L.A. Um, and I I sold it to actually fund the starting of the smoking tire. Sure. But in the back, I also I, had, I also while I had that mini, I or uh, <clears throat> I had a I have a '98 Corvette. That I got when I was new, when it was new, when I Which was eighteen. It's kind of what you're known. A lot of people know about associate that car. That car to a lot you. of people yeah. associate that car to me. I get I people see that car and like take pictures of it and and send them like tag me in it all the time. Like if you see me driving around, um, unbelievable car, great car, C5 Corvette. I mean, as far as uh, 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 it was it, you know for people that weren't around then, it's like the C7 is now. To the C6 is like what the the five is to the to four. To the four. Yeah, it was like, holy shit, it's got how much power and it does all this. It was a and, revolutionary yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it it's old now, but I've really set that car up. The, a C5 Corvette or a C6 Corvette is a great platform to start a build. I was going to say, is that a good used car buy? Yeah. Because those are cheap. Yeah, they are. Um, I and mean, they seem pretty The really cheap ones, I don't see that. Mine is nice. It's low. It's only 30,000 miles on mine. When they get really high miles, they can get pretty beat. I mean, I wouldn't buy one that's like a three owner, you know. But yeah. if you can find a one owner like O three Z O six or O four Z O six for twenty five grand, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And and so many parts available, like such a robust drivetrain. Like it, if you don't go crazy, it's pretty hard to break them. Now, do you have a problem with the stigma that comes with Corvette owners? Ye- um, no, I think it's funny. I wouldn't buy another Corvette today, if okay. that's what you're asking. Because I love of the my stigma. Corvette for what it is, and because it's mine, and because I've had it for so long, and because of the C5s, it's a very nice example, and I really enjoy driving it. But I would not probably go out and buy another red Corvette today. Especially, yeah, it's weird. I grew up in a Porsche family. Yeah. And so my dad being into Porsches um, bred me to hate Corvettes. Mm-hmm. You had to. Yeah, uh, and then I it was a Leno's Garage episode. He was talking about his Callaway or his ZR1. Yeah, yeah. And he said something. He said he likes the Corvette for what it stands for. For every man, kind of. If you work underdog. hard, yeah. If you, no matter who you are, if you're a guy who works hard, you know, and wants to reward himself, you can obtain a Corvette at some yeah. point. It, and it, it's like that is the American reward for. Hard work, ingenuity, yeah. and I kind of I got that. <laughs> it wasn't and really it, for me. For me, it was the reward of uh, of I, I cashed out my entire bar mitzvah account. Trust me, that yeah. old cliche. <laughs> we've we've all heard that, but no, yeah. but that made me sort of come around on the Corvette, and I've come to like them yeah. since then. And to make you feel better, I spent my bar mitzvah money on a GoPad. Yeah. So <laughs> did you really? I bought. I, it was like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. I bought the GoPad. Still have it? No, God no. <laughs> GoPads were awesome back I, in the day. Before though. sixteen, yeah. any creative way to have something motorized. Yeah, yeah. I was all about. I had a go kart when I was nine. Yeah, I was like a Briggs and Stratton, you know. Yeah, the go karts, uh, the mini bikes, thing. all yeah. that stuff. So yeah. yeah, I so do not feel bad about 
yeah. not having your bar mitzvah money anymore. <laughs> so uh, when I moved to L.A., I sold the Mini, kept the Corvette, um, and I um, I bought a motorcycle, Suzuki SV650, for like 4000 bucks, which was great for riding around L.A., and I dailyed that for like a year. Um, and then my girlfriend had a Volvo that I would use if I needed a bigger car. Yeah. Um, and uh, eventually my uh, my parents came to visit and just saw it in the garage, the bike, and just started crying. And <laughs> I, they, could, I, they, I didn't that. crash it. Nothing no. happened. It was just saw the bike. Is that your bike? Yes. Tears. Yeah. That, it was that easy. And so I they begged me to sell the bike. And so I sold the bike and I bought the Raptor. Um, okay. Which was awesome. They're great cars, aren't they? Raptors? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they are what they are. So they, they do what they are advertised to do. They look cool. It's a, it's a quasi-exotic. Uh, or it's not exotic, but it's, it's interesting. And certainly when I bought mine, more so than now, there, I mean, in L.A., there's tons of them on the road. Um, when I bought mine, you, you didn't see them very often, and I was very excited to have it. I, I do sort of think it's the, the maybe blue-collar equivalent of a Range Rover. Yeah. Whereas yep, yep, yep. I would like to know the percentage of people buying them are actually using them for what they're worth. I but with that yeah. said, I really like them. I think the people who use cars. them use the shit out of them. And you can. And the people who don't really don't ever. I took mine off-roading four times. Sure. And it was it's not because I was a, a poser who didn't want to get the truck dirty. But it was just like we'd use it for filming. And I used it as a truck all yeah. the time. I just didn't use it as an off-road truck as much. Incidentally, because of the wider stance, it handles better than a regular F-150. It corners flatter and can take corners. So we use it as a camera chase truck all the don't, time. I was going to say, don't aren't companies sort of using them as camera cars? Yeah, like they, yeah, they the, put arms on them Yeah, now. the Cayenne yeah, turbos. Yeah, yeah. and um, for us, it, it, it served it well. But I we'd go on these really long trips, and I'd come home and like, my back would hurt, and like the last thing I wanted to do was spend a whole day driving out to the desert to beat the shit out of my spine recreationally. Yeah. And so I was like, this is just – it's too much. And, I've, and I figured it would never be worth more than it was right then. So I was able to sell it, and I got great money for it. That's good. The Raptor has the best resale value in Ford's history aside from the GT. Oh, wow. Um, I, I had it for three years and 44,000 miles, and I sold it for thirty nine five. What would you and buy I, it for? Forty-eight five. So the three years cost you ten grand. Yeah, that's not unbelievable. Bad. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and then now I, I I got rid of that, and so now I have the Volt. You do go daily. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. And then uh, the Volt is an amazing LA car. You driven the Volts before, right? Yeah, uh, once. And you know, I drove one of the. Maybe they've sort of changed, but I drove one because um, of my clout score. Oh, really? They, they had like a Volt program. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, you like for a day you got one. <laughs> Uh, and I just kind of remember going, this sort of feels like a Chevy Cruze. It does. Like, it feels – my problem with, with GM platform cars, are they're great cars, but, you know, you look at the Chevy Cruze, you sit in a Volt, you sit in the Buick equivalent. Yeah, yeah, and they're all kind of the same. You can you, see you, the family there. You you've still the touch, the feel. Yeah, yeah. You go – I agree. You know, I could go get this – basically everything I need for nineteen grand. I agree. But the Volt is – the Volt is a – you got to look a little deeper with the Volt. I think people who don't – like the Volt, I think most of them don't get it. Or it doesn't work for their lifestyle. If it doesn't work for your lifestyle, like, it's fine. For never having to gas up, it would be worth it. Yeah. Day. I mean, I get a, I get 180 miles a gallon in that yeah. car. And I lease it for $300 a month. The government wrote me a check for 1500 bucks. I can drive in the carpool lane by myself. Yeah. And it seats four people. It's got a big trunk. 
if I fold down the seats, I can fit all our camera gear in it if I need. And it, it costs me zero dollars to own to own or maintain yeah, besides I, the payment. And it costs me maybe fifteen bucks a month to charge it on power. Like so little to charge it that I don't notice it in my bill. I think out of everything available, including the cost of what it is to pay for it, yeah. I would go that way or you know, like you see those fiats now. Like Oh the ease. I'm not the ease are cool. The five hundred E's are neat. And it's like, okay, for forty three thousand yeah. dollars it's not worth it. No, but, but on a lease at least for ninety nine bucks a month, yeah, nobody yeah, down. I, I I totally agree with you. You you get one yeah. just because it's it would be silly not but to But the the volt the forty miles on electric and then the gas extend range extending thing, it really does it's a it's great, really nice balance. Yeah. Because unlike a standard hybrid, the 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 gas engine doesn't come on dependent on throttle position. It comes on dependent on if the battery's totally drained or if you tell it to come on because um, there's like a hold mode. Um, so you can so you can floor it all day long and in it electric. drives like an electric car. See, See that's, the, that's the big difference that most people don't get between a Prius and a Volt. When you floor a Prius, it's... Yeah. You know what I mean? That gas engine is always kicking on and off and on. It's a very unrefined experience. When I ride around in a Prius like taxi, I'm like, oh, it sounds like grinding noises and like and shit. With the Volt, it, it's much more Tesla than Prius. In terms of, you know, actual operation. Well, let's kind of get on a tangent because um, I've never ridden in a Tesla model. You haven't? They uh, rip. But I rode in a Fisker recently. <laughs> was it, it was a shitbox, wasn't it? You can we, say so. It's all no, right. No, no, can I can't. Yes. I can't. That's the problem. <laughs> we love all cars. You know, I love I love the design of the Fisker. I think purely aesthetically, yeah, it's pretty. the Fisker is way more beautiful than the Model S. Yes. When I got into the car, I was very surprised on how hand put together everything seemed. Yeah. It seemed or better or worse. No, it seemed like a car that a hot rod builder yes. interior, you That's, know, the interior the stapled looks exactly leather like a wood. pro touring Bel Air. And, and that was my yeah. problem with it. Whereas I wonder, and then I was thinking, and then did you sit in the back? Oh, I couldn't get in it. Yeah, the back seat. Is I, a jo- it's a I got in it, shut the door. The rest of my yeah. body said, Hey, can <laughs> yeah. we get in too? Yeah. Um, but I, it made me realize, you know, Chevrolet, Mercedes, Ford, they've had a hundred years yeah. to refine the ergonomics of yeah. a seat. Of a steering wheel, <laughs> yeah. of a touchpad, and, and you laugh at that, but but then no, you think it's just amazing that, how badly it can go. That slow engineering process yeah. it takes to just make you know where you put buttons. Mm-hmm. You know that is a very well thought out science. Yeah. And you look There's at something committees and you and look at the and... Fisker where none of that was involved, <laughs> and you go, I get why this interior is people see as flawed, and I wonder is the Tesla. I, I can't imagine it is because the it Tesla is so not well. a perfect interior. In fact, I I would argue that portions of the interior are are the worst of that car. I think they needed a little. The, their seats could be a little better. Yeah. Um, some of their materials could be a little better. There's a giant chasm in between the two. Like front a minivan. Yeah. I, which I don't I, understand. They could do a little more with a center console there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's nice that it's it's when you remove the engine and the drive line. There's a lot of room left, and there's yeah. almost – I almost want them to, to fill that space with something. You know, I'm used to having a, a nice center tunnel and, and things like that that I would like to have um, with a Tesla. And so none of it would keep me from buying a Tesla. If I, if I was – if I could afford it, mm-hmm. 
I, if I was that kind of person who, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy. I have, I'd rather have seven cars than yeah, one hundred thirty thousand dollar car. Yeah. So, I'm not the guy. But if I, if I had enough money, I would totally buy a Tesla because they're awesome. But there's a couple, there are a couple little bits here and there. So, and they use Mercedes parts spin stuff. Yeah, which I be, guess if you're going to parts spin, you might but as you well. need. I mean, so I, I've always had a thing against parts spin stuff. And then when I saw the Fisker, I realized you do need mm-hmm. let someone else do the your your alternative is trust me not as good as <laughs> you know I, I sort of had this because I'm driving a VW base model VW Bug, uh, brand new rental car. How masculine? Well, do you have? I was wondering, do you have the same thing when you need a rental car? Do you go for the novelty car? Because you go, um, ah, it's going to be was, a week. You know, I just went to, funny. I just went to Hawaii with my girlfriend. Okay, and when going to Hawaii, you must rent a Jeep Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Fifty percent of all cars in Hawaii are rental Jeep Wranglers, yeah. and uh, and there was a whole bunch of silver and black ones and one blue one, and I was like, Yeah, you get the novelty. It depends. It depends. If I only have it for a couple of days, like four days in Hawaii, I want the brightest Jeep Wrangler I can get. But like, if I'm going, like we've done filming trips where we got to drive two thousand miles, you need and I will literally go. There will be ten minivans there, and I'll get in every single one and sniff around and look at the mileage, and and they'll be like, uh, "Can you just choose one?" I'm like, "No, I'm spending two weeks, and you said I could choose whichever one I wanted, yeah. and I'm going to go through, and I'll find the the lowest mileage one." Oh, see, I'm either give me the. I found biggest. with one mile on it once. Telling you, I went to, I looked around, and like the third one I looked at had one mile on it. I was like, "Is this accurate?" And he was like, "We just got that one in." So did they lift it there? I guess. I guess they dropped it off a transporter. Wow. Yeah. I, I did the nastiest thirty second brake stand in that car. The HVAC was fucked afterwards. It smelled like tire for days. You should be proud. Fuck them. But I. But I'm. But that's another car. I'm going. It's 2015. This car isn't cheap. Bugs are, are we talking about? Oh, the bug. The yeah, bug. yeah, yeah. And they start over twenty grand. Yeah. There's no leather wrap. The seats are leather, but the steering wheel's plastic. Mm-hmm. Everything's plastic on the dash. The doors, 2015, no USB, no Bluetooth. Yeah. That's Volkswagen Audi, dude. They, I, I want I want some form of automotive communism yeah. where we all, like, every automotive dealer get, or uh, factory gets together, has, like, a G8 summit, yeah. and goes, let's vote. Every car has Bluetooth from now on. I get down on uh, Audi a lot for not putting USB. You know, they have a, they have a, had an agreement with their supplier that makes those dumb cables they use. Yeah. And it's, like, a 10-year agreement. It's got, like, three years left uh, on it. See. And, and, I, and I went to the A3 launch. And like you're saying, the base model A3 is pretty embarrassing in terms of what you get with your Audi badge for thirty grand. It's like no keyless start, no keyless entry, no automatic climate control, no it power seats. It blows my mind. Yeah, yeah it's, you're literally. And they're not, but they're not cheap. Yo, you're buying problem. a Jetta with a badge on it, you know. And it's and 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 granted, the more expensive ones have some more things, but there, it was like a science fair, and they were like, it's got 4G, it's got, it can tweet your fucking thoughts and read your Facebook feed to you, and I'm like, raising my hand, I'm like, okay, how do I charge my iPhone? Yeah. And they're like, scratching their heads, looking around, like, how do we avoid answering how this question How did nobody directly? think of that? Well, they thought of it, but they made a dumb deal with some supplier that's good for 10 years, and you have to buy some proprietary cable that's six inches long and goes in the glove box. So and I'm sure it's if, a few hundred dollars. I think it's like 40 bucks. But, okay. if you wanna, but if you want to to play music off your phone, or it has to be in the glove box. Yeah. It, I, it's like, and they're like, well, we don't want you using your phone. We want you to go through the interface. I'm like, what if I'm sitting in a parking lot and I'm, I'm waiting for my friend to come out, and I'm playing around. I want to play around on my phone Which while it's plugged goes into the, the car. Interface. 
Yeah. You know, everyone, you plug in your phone, you pick what song you want, you're, you're good you to go. You know what? Connectivity, connectivity is a word that's thrown around so much. Here's what connectivity should be. Make my phone work with my car and leave me the fuck alone. I, that's it. I, Chris, who was on the podcast, who was an interior designer, yeah. I would always get on him for Hot Rod's cars. I would say, here's where the car went wrong. Mm-hmm. Look at the stereo. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the bad Alpine, the bad. Yeah. And I just and I said, this is what every old hot rod needs. And I would say every new car. It needs just, just, a, just a cable that comes up to my iPhone. A cable that goes to an amp and just You don't need an it, LCD yeah. screen That's anymore. It. You don't need buttons. You exactly. don't just have something your phone yeah. clicks right into and then control everything on your phone. Yeah. And I'm almost surprised we're not seeing more iPad dashes at Seymour. I've seen a bunch. I've seen a few. But it's it's not really taking off. I've seen more Android tablets, actually. I've seen a couple people who are using... I saw one guy who made one of those giant Nexus... Uh, the, what, the, 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 whatever the, bi- the, the yeah. tablet is, it's like, you know, the size of an iPad mini yeah. that's also... He made that as gauge cluster, and that was sort of neat. I don't but know. But nothing... I, I'm just waiting for a yeah. dealer, for a car to just go... We don't. You don't need a CD player anymore. Right. You don't need yeah. knobs. Just, just I want one USB port. Yeah. That that connects to a set of speakers that are good, and everything will just come off my phone. Yeah, that's, that's all. I, I, want. I don't think I've put a CD <clears throat> in my car. You my have, Corvette has a CD player, and I still keep. I have all my CDs from college, and that's because I'm so afraid of taking. A Corvette is like it's like IKEA furniture. It, it goes together well once. Understood. You know, you take that center console off. I don't know if it's going back in. It's going to yeah. rattle. Rattles drive me batshit. Yeah. Which is why I'm very excited about my 900,000-mile Lexus that has no rattles. Which is what I'd like to get yeah. to. I, I to saw... finish it off, I have a DeLorean, an Aston Martin, and a Fox Body Mustang, and I'm selling my Honda minivan. Hey, does anyone you tell you not to bury the lead? <laughs> You've heard that term? Yeah. I would lead with the Aston Martin. You know, the thing is, the Aston Martin is I bought it at a time when I had money. And now I, I have some money, but not enough to be flaunting my Aston Martin. Okay. And so it, 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 I, I don't talk about it all that much. It's 10 years old. It's not particularly interesting. It's a vantage? It's a vanquish. Oh, it's a vanquish. Yeah. Aside from being a, an Aston Martin, it's not particularly interesting. However, we're, I'm sending it to um, England for um, the manual gearbox conversion this winter. Because the, the, the transmission in that car is so horrible. Um, the F1 paddles? Yeah. So and they're early, early, very early, early, very shit. And 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 Aston Martin will, for a price, take your car back to the factory where it was built and put a, a stick in it. I'm just trying. And don't, I, I don't want to know the number. I want to kind I'll of. I'll tell you, it's 17,000 pounds. Just for the conversion? For the conversion. Okay. And then it's a couple thousand pounds each way to ship. I was going to say, that's more than I thought. Cause <clears> that's it's a thinking, lot. It's a to lot. get it across, <clears throat> get it across the United States, get it across the country yeah. or across the ocean, work back. It's back. a it's a couple thousand dollars to ship it each way, We're which looking includes at insurance. Yes. However, a it I have no plans to ever sell this car. Okay. So in ter- but I don't like driving it. That's the funny. The funny thing about this car is that I don't actually enjoy driving it. But if it because reminds you, because the gearbox you, is so bad. Oh, okay. That's I was gonna why. Say, if it reminds you of a time where you no, know, no, you're no. proud to say you own uh, it. I uh, get no, no, it. I am proud to say we have. The, it, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not that. It's that I don't like driving it because it feels old. Because paddle shift gearboxes, as they age, feel old. And if, if I had a 2003 Ferrari 360 with a with paddles rather than an Aston, it would still feel old and yeah. shitty. So. What the stick does is it gives it a timeless quality. 
a stick is always a stick. Yeah. It shifts as it fast as you can shift. You know what I mean? It will always feel just like that. That's why I think part of the reason Ford GTs are going to be so valuable. They don't age out the way old Ferraris well, and Lambos I, do. Well, I think that era, the you know 2002 to yeah. eight, maybe, yeah. where there was the crossover of F1 paddles versus gated shifters right. and sticks, I, I think... And the you really see, top-tier stuff with sticks will be always worth more than the I, ones I think you will see a great price chasm between, yeah. like, a 550... With a stick. Uh, and with, with a stick. There's already... Already. You want a 360 with a stick now? Oh, those you're, are very You're, you're paying a $15,000 premium over yeah. a paddle car. 355s? Forget, you know, run from those F1 systems. And I think it's because when people were buying them, the F1 transmission yeah. was new and cool, so yes. more people wanted them. Right, and now, and now look now what's happened. Now it's going the other way. Mm-hmm. And so with the, just with the Vanquish, uh, it, it's actually been shown, and it doesn't matter personally to me right now, but they, it's been shown that switching it to a stick adds about fifteen dollars to $20,000 to the value of the car. If that, you go to that sell was it. the other so thing. So you is. spend twenty five, but you get you get it back on the back end if you want. Which you won't because you'll never sell it. Right. But a, okay. lot, a lot of the money that goes for the stick conversion goes to remaking the center tunnel with matching leathers. You know what I mean? Because there's no shifter there now, and they have to put a pedal in it, and they have to remake a new center tunnel that's got a shifter there now. And so there's a lot of interior work that also goes into it beyond just... Um, you know, converting it. To Used play. Aston Martin is one of those cars <clears throat> I would be afraid to buy. It almost seems too good to be true because yeah. you see, you see a Vantage, you see a V8 yeah, yeah. used, kind of low miles, lease return. Yeah, in the mid fifties yeah. to sixties, and you go. I think those are good buys. I think they, and but I go. It's a beautiful car. It's yeah. an exotic car. It's yeah. not. A poor, it's not a Cayman, but it's a no. Cayman price. Yeah, it's going to be at the front of every valet. Mm-hmm. Every, What's the what's the catch? I feel like there are some services for those cars that are that are big and expensive. Yeah. Um, if you have um, uh, the Touchtronic gearbox, you know, and it needs a clutch, it's that's going to be expensive. Yeah. Um, if you can find like an 06 with a stick in it, you know, that's sort of for, the way to go. That's yeah. I mean, I you know what's funny is I don't know why they're so cheap. I think it's because most people who who desire an Aston Martin can afford a newish one, a newer one. Yeah. I think they sold a lot of Vantages in 06, 07, 08, and so there's just a bunch of them around. Um, I think a lot of people are scared of them. Of, there of would the, be a good list to put together of the too-good-to-be-true cars. Um, because... the, what's his name? Ta- Tever- Taverish on uh, Jalopnik does these uh, supercar bargains on eBay all the time. He just did an article that Everybody's... was like 10. Yeah, I'm seeing those you know. now of here's the supercar you can yeah. buy for the price of a Someone Yugo. offered me a DB7 Vantage with a stick in triple black with a carbon dash and 14,000 miles on it for 41,000 bucks. Good deal. I, I wanted it. I really yeah. wanted it. Um, but I just didn't have 40 grand at the moment. Sure. As, um, as and I already had is. a V12 Aston Martin. At, in the garage. That is, I do not have That's that really why I didn't buy it. Because I was like, this is like a Vanquish, but not as good. So what am yeah. I doing here? Yeah. But all the used Jags, the yeah. XKEs. The- Dude, you know what I think is a move? An, an XKR. Like an them. 01, 02 I bet XKR. you when that breaks, that is expensive. I don't know. Unplanned. It's a Ford drivetrain. 
It's you know what? Fucking used drive Jag, I love, and you can get them for five grand. S types, S type R, S type R, S type R. I yeah. think that is the coolest British for five hot for rock. five grand. I I agree with you actually. The S type R is dope. First thing that goes wrong is going to be five grand. Yeah, I, I mean, you will spend more on well, maintenance. Well, you want to talk about the Lexus because since we're talking yeah, about okay, old... let, let's get to this because I, I saw online you bought a Lexus. It has yeah. eight hundred thousand miles on it. It had eight ninety seven when I bought it. I think that's very cool. Yeah. I had a friend in high school that had the same car, so there was a bit of a. I remember having fun in these types of cars. Yeah. I love Japanese cars. I love old, uh, you know, I love Japanese and Lexus Toyota for this reason yeah. is they will last forever. So give us sort of the backstory on how you came across it, why you wanted to buy it. Yeah. Good. So my, you know, my first car was a 92 LS 400. Yeah. And then my friend Rob sent me this link because he, he's always on the lookout for weird, cheap cars and whatever. So he sent me this link to this thing in Florida. And so 96 LS 400, same color as mine, same interior as the one I had. Um, and it was cheap. I mean, it was less than $2,000. And it had 897,000 miles on it. And the pictures looked amazing. I yeah, mean, it looks clean. It looks, you know, and it, for a car with that kind of mileage, it looked amazing um, inside and out. And so I sent my friend Vinny to look at it, and and he said, you know, it needs a couple things here and there, but you won't believe how clean it is. And and you know, I like weird shit. I yeah. like I like I don't buy anything because someone says it's the best or because it's you know, I just like I'm like I see something and I go that I need that. Yeah. And 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 so, you know, a, a, an ultra high mileage version of my first car seems very interesting and a good a good story. It's a good it's a story. You know, this is car stories. It's a fucking story, yeah. and it's like five owners. But you, a car doesn't get to that kind of mileage unless someone really loved it, mm-hmm. and it's had all the maintenance done. And I think it had an engine rebuild at six hundred thousand miles, but it's the original engine. Okay. I don't know if it's the original transmission or not. I'm guessing probably not, but I I don't know. And it doesn't really matter because we were just talking about it and it was like, you know, like we made a movie called All Cars Go to Heaven where we hypothesized that some cars are are built with a soul built in and other cars have to uh, uh develop a soul over adventure and 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 uh and so that was sort of the the the, the hypothesis of All Cars Go to Heaven and so you know this car. I, there's a '96 Lexus LS400 is not a soulful car. You you can see a hundred of them a day, and and you never they're they are utterly invisible to everybody. Yes. I mean, and you know it's a Japanese luxury sedan from the early mid '90s, and and there's nothing particularly special about it except for the fact that it is one of the most over-engineered cars built in in history of cars. Yeah, that that was the car they were building where they went, it doesn't really matter how much it costs us, we need to break yeah, into the American market. Make me a better S-Class. Yeah. And they actually went out and did and sold it for half the price of the S-Class. I had an S-Class. I had a 2003, I forgot this one on the list. Sure. I, I had an S6, not 2003, excuse me, a 93 S600 V12. Cool car. That I bought for 2500 bucks. Had a hundred and ninety thousand miles on it, and this was this Lexus was sold at the same time. It was three years newer, but they were sold right alongside each other. Same car. This car looks like a spaceship compared to the S Class, mm-hmm. and the fit and finish of it, even at nine hundred thousand miles, is staggeringly good. Um, and all all the shit works. I mean, you know, basically. Um, and and I thought that I the goal is to get this car to a million miles, and we feel that we owe it to the car. Like you it's do. not it's not about us. Like I don't you know 
I'm not. There's no prize at a million miles, and I, it's, I didn't put all those miles on it. But it's like we feel we owe it to the car. The car is so close; it's got to get there. It's got to get now, there. Did you have this realization when you bought it? Because I, I was thinking about it, and I had this realization where you go, "It's at nine hundred thousand miles." It's how ni- hard could it be? It's ninety percent there. <laughs> I know. Or it's almost there. And then you go, wait, it's a hundred thousand more a miles lot to put on. I mean, that is. I've never owned any car for a hundred thousand. I've miles. never put a hundred thousand miles. on Ninety five was the closest I ever got. Yeah, I and I had one car and was driving all over the universe at that time. So you have probably if this daily driving this five years. Right, but that's not what I'm going to do. If which, I had to do that, 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 that would not work. Which then brings me to my next question. What, is, what are you going to do? Well, how are you going to break the 100000 Well, I mean, look, if it takes two years, it takes two years. I'm, I, we're making a movie. We're making All Cars Go to Heaven 3, and this is the car. Okay. And uh, we're making we're going to film two in, in May and June, and then God, You're like the Peter three. Jackson of All we're Cars going, Go to dude. Heaven. We're doing it. Like, if you're going to fucking do it, like, do it. Yeah, like, they filmed Matrix 2 and 3 at the same time. Yeah, you're, no, so I understand. we're doing it concurrently. So um, I'm going to do it by loaning it out to people. And if, and, and if media outlets or friends or otherwise interesting people want to drive the Lexus on a road trip or daily it for a week or two, like, I'm making a list. I'm the press car guy now. And okay. I will have a loan agreement, and the car will be registered to, to the Smoking Tire LLC. And if people want to do a story on the car or talk about the car, a lot of people have lined up already. I, I need to put myself on yeah, this list. Yeah, you can have it for a week or two and do whatever you want. I don't care. I got to plan a road trip and do it. As long as like you know, people understand that, that people are very excited about it, and they know that the goal is to get it to a million. And so I just I don't want someone to do just a bunch of burnouts and blow the dick. Well, that's the thing. Don't you know? <clears throat> don't ruin this car. I don't want to ruin the car. I want it to get there. So. It it does need a it, you know it was fifteen hundred dollars this car yeah so I just drove it across the entire country in four and days how did it ride fine never it's, had a problem no started drove I mean the trip uh, the trip couldn't my girlfriend wouldn't like to hear me say this but the trip couldn't have been any less eventful sure and, and that's a good thing yeah you know we got in the car every morning we valeted at the hotel every night. And it just fucking go. No, 85, 90 miles an hour. I got up to like 125, allegedly. And, sure. uh, and On it's, closed it's fine. But there are a couple issues. The transmission kickdown function isn't working. It's a four speed auto. So you put it in D and it, it accelerates up to fourth. But then if you hit the gas harder, it doesn't kick down. So you got to manually whack the lever to third to get it to downshift. It's not the gearbox, it's going to be some vacuum thing or yeah. something dumb. And uh, there's some play in the steering. You can move the wheel about an inch without anything there's, happening. There's, you're talking about there's some play. Yeah, this, yeah. Is eight, this is 900,000 yeah. miles. Right. No, the and if it that... was just me doing the driving, because I know the car's quirks, I would, I would not do anything. I would leave it. But because I'm loaning it out to people, I want it to be safe. I want it to be – I don't want to get sued. Yeah. You know, I want it, I want it to be – I'm not going to change anything cosmetically. I'm not redoing the interior. I'm not painting it. I'm, none of that shit. And I'm not cha- touching the engine or the gearbox for now. If it breaks, we'll address it. But but I want it to be working as it's supposed to work. And I Because it, it's not drive it till it dies. It's put 100,000 miles on it. Yeah. And so if I buy a $1,500 Lexus and genuinely expect it to go 100K more in the hands of random people, I, I think you would be the first to say you would not buy a press car right. after yeah, yeah. it was being a press right. car. Right, so, but I'm just saying, like, we'll sort these little issues. Like, 
one of the HVAC fans is dead. You know, it's like dumb, dumb little shit. So what if it dies 50,000 miles in? Do you go? I mean, define, define dies. The engine needs to be rebuilt or the trans yeah. needs a new transmission. Uh, it needs a major <clears throat> service. Do you go, we didn't make it or no. are you going to put what you can in to I make think, this? Get I think it's one of those things where it's like, you call it on the fly. Like I, I am prepared to spend and I have a number in my head. Um, a certain amount of money to make it get there. I've already spent, like, so when I picked up the car in Florida, we had a new power steering rack put in it because it was leaking like crazy. We had a new power steering pump put in, a new belt. I put new tires on it. I put new brake brake pads on it. The kind of shit you would do if you're about to get in an unseen car and drive across the country. Um, So I bought the car at 1500 I already put 1100 into it. And it's at the shop now because I learned of these other things that developed in the road trip. I'll be into this car four grand before we even start filming the fucking movie. Yeah. Five grand. I have a number in my mind, and if, if we approach that number, I'll start to second guess it. But the goal is to get it to a million. And if I hope I don't have to rebuild the engine. I don't see why I would. It's running. The engine's great. The gearbox is like a maybe. If it's not, if this kickdown issue isn't. Just a vacuum hose or yeah. something. I don't know. We'll find out. But I, mean, I even imagine these aren't expensive. There's no none of these parts are particularly expensive. No, I mean, if I had to buy a whole new gearbox, it might be a thousand bucks or a whole new, you know, whatever. But I, I think we're good so far, and I'm going to get it to a million as best I can. I, I really want to. I really, really, really want to. I, very, I really want you to. And 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 I also hypothesize. Excuse me. That a car with a million miles on it is worth more than a car with nine hundred thousand. Oh, agreed. When you'll have every Longo Lexus dealer, John Elway Lexus, wanting to take that on trade, they'll want to buy it and put it in their showroom. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I. And it's. I don't really care. I'd rather keep it. Frankly, if we get to a million, I think it's an interesting piece. Yeah, I'd rather have it, or, and I enjoy you know, driving it. If you could find some sort <clears throat> of institution that you know puts historical, I would. Significant I'd give cars it, I would give it display. to you guys if you guys wanted it here. I would give it to you guys. I don't I, care. I think you our, could fucking have it. I think our curator, uh, Leslie, would he find that be, interesting? I think he. I'm going to tell him about the story. Yeah, and I think he's going to be very excited to hear. About okay, this. if if you guys find it interesting, you can have it for six months or a year or or forever. Yeah. I don't, you know, whatever. Well, it's it's the it's about the car. It's, it's the not story about of the me. car. Yeah, such a great story. And will um, it say a million? Because it's a digital. Is it a digital dash? I I don't know. I haven't found any instance so far publicly. I've been googling of a Lexus that's gone a million. I remember as a kid. I think Longo had an LS that they would not sell that they displayed with half a million. Yeah. And I, haven't, I remember I haven't that was a, a very I've heard big of a, deal. like Honda, a couple Honda Accords from the 80s that are like in the millions. I heard of a, an There's Acura Legend. Volvos. Yeah, a lot of Volvos. The, yeah. Vo, the, the they biggest, take pride in it. Yeah, they, and they're, they're really big on it. And there's a lot of like early DLs and stuff yeah. and P1800s that have done a million. I haven't found a single Lexus that's done a million yet. But this one will do it. First one. This and one will do it for sure. And you just you can't believe with the mileage that it's got on it how solid it is. You can't believe it. Yeah. It, my girlfriend who knows very little about cars besides what I tell her and doesn't even really care that much. She she was driving it and she's like this thing is great. It's yeah. comfortable like it's so cushy like 
Radio works, air conditioning works, heat works, power windows, door Everything locks works. works. I mean, yeah. Couple, the couple things that don't work are silly little things that will get fixed. And Sam Smith from Road and Track wants to write about it. Doug from Jalopnik wants to write about it. Jack Baruth wants to write about it. Like, I, I think this is an interesting story that a lot of people can get behind. And so I'll lend the car out to people who want to do a story on it. And I'll put some GoPros in the car and I'll just say, you know, come back with some footage for the movie. And I'll have a log book for the car, and, and we'll do interviews with whoever wants to drive it about their thoughts, and 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 that's the movie. We're well, gonna make the movie I'm gonna I'm gonna plan a road trip with do it. my girlfriend, my buddy, and his girlfriend because he's do it. it'll he see, is it'll... constantly asking me about this car. He's so excited. Four about people it. on a road trip, no problem in this car. It's it's good to go. Back the back seats have like barely been sat in. The back seats are fresh as hell. How is the leather? Is it the hard? driver's seat has been replaced like okay. five years ago? It matches. Um. The rest of it's really good. Because that's what I remember about his car is the back seats were so stiff. Because they're just their old, seat, yeah, yeah. old leather. Hard seats. They were uncomfortable. No, these are, uh, you know, I didn't sit back there for more than like five minutes. And by but... the way, this was one that was bought from a police auction. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was literally no, 3500 These are pretty good. This one, this one has, been, has been cared for. Yeah. There's a little bit of wear on the, um, the driver's door pull. There's some wear on the steering wheel, um, obviously. Um, and the shifter knob is, is the leather shredded on the shifter knob. You should have been here when Toyota, Toyota did a massive party, used up the entire museum and they brought in, uh, you know, an SC 400 and LS 400, uh, old, uh, what, what's the Land Cruiser equivalent? The Land Cruiser. The oh, the LX450. Four, yeah. yeah. But, but, but like from their so museum? From their Heritage Center. So in the center of in, of our museum when you walk in, I think it was the first LS. Really? And Is it, it still is, here? Is it in Torrance somewhere? It's it's down back in its center in Torrance. Oh, if you've never if seen... drive it. If you've never seen that Heritage Center... Is it amazing? I think I gotta go. You know what? It's a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And the cars are just... They're, they're displayed nicely. It, but the funny thing is, and you really start to appreciate, you see a car like that, you go, you don't see a car this clean yeah, and yeah, in yeah. this good a condition anymore. You know, and they have uh, you know Toyota Corollas from yeah, the yeah. 80s. And you go, okay, it's just a Corolla. But you go, no, no, no. This is the cleanest this Corolla the in the cleanest, entire world. Mintest, yeah. Like, you will never see a car, an example of this again. I wonder if, I bet you... If I call someone down there, they'll let me bring my car and, and we can oh, yeah. and we can drive the LS if they've got one. I guarantee. I don't know if they'll let you drive it. I guarantee they'll let you and give you a tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know they have a 2000 GT. They have an yeah. LFA. They so they have they have other <coughs> race yeah. cars. Who cares about that bullshit? And, I want to drive the LS. You're more <laughs> impressed with look at this the Corsetta nor, this normal car. Yeah, that is like beautiful. Look at yeah. this Toyota Corona. Just mm. this basic regular stuff. Yeah. I also want to have Larry come detail this thing like and make it. You know, because it's got a kind of medium quality paint job on it. Yeah, it was sprayed five or six years ago, and it it looks fine. It's just like it's not the it's not glossy. You know, beautiful. It, it can be better. Yeah. All right, you you are going to be the last episode of the year, so I I need to ask Feliz Cumpleaños. <laughs> this will this will be post. Wait, is Cumpleaños Christmas or New Year? I don't, what? I don't, we're, you were. We're Jews from the East and West Coast. Oh, I'm a Jew. I'm yeah. a Jew. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying I, we, I understand neither one of us fully know what Feliz Cumpleaños means. I think it means Merry I, Christmas in Spanish. Yeah, that's Merry Christmas. No, Cumpleaños is happy birthday, isn't it? It's Feliz, Feliz Navidad. There's there a we whole go. song. There we go. That <laughs> so is embarrassing. I was Feliz Cumpleaños in a Jesus. Uh, what, what have you driven this year that thoroughly impressed you and what let you down um, for 2014? Let's see. 
um, impressed. Well, there's a lot of impressive stuff. I mean, um, the uh, do we want to get into tuner cars really, or is it just like uh, anything you've tested this year? I drove right? a, a GT3 RS by a company called Sharkworks. Okay, it does a it's a 4.1 liter stroker. Porsche and really blue, 540 horsepower, very blue. I love that. Obscenely color fast and just mag- magnificent, yeah. magnificent in every way. Um, the new Mustangs. I have the. I'm, I've got the EcoBoost in the parking lot right now, and I had the oh, GT cool. last week. Very good, very very good. The Mustang has went has gone from one of the worst cars to drive on bumpy roads to now one of the best. I mean, yeah. you can hammer that thing down a bumpy road, and it's just Well, Ford no has gone from one of the yeah. worst cars Ford's to... Ford's killing it. The Hellcat. How amazing is the fucking Hellcat? Have oh, you yeah. driven a Hellcat yet? I have not. Dude, Hellcat... I mean, a Hellcat is a, is a nasty, nasty bitch of a car yeah. that, I mean, is well worth the money you pay for it. Um, what else did I drive that was so good? Uh, in 2014, I had a Range Rover Autobiography long wheelbase. It was That's delicious. Two hundred thousand. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Bentley V8s. You know, I rode off the Bentley Continentals kind of a long time ago. I I never liked that W12 engine. It's just a dull engine, mm. and it sounds like plumbing. And um, they gave me the V8s, and uh, man, it's fucking loud and. It sounds like a British fucking Spitfire fighter plane, whatever. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pushing hard, aggressive yeah. to be sporty. Yeah, and again. it's lighter in the front end, and it was fast. And I was like, whoa, like, where did you come they're, from? They're getting back to their racing roots. Yeah, it was great. Um, what, what was disappointed? sort of a, yeah, let down? Um, oh, man. I uh, uh, Let's see. You know, the BMW M4 um, – okay was is an amazing car it's a it's really fast it's it's a it's a really good car and i i don't want to shit on it i'm not shitting on it but it's too big its okay. size would keep me from buying it it's it's gotten to be that big yeah um which is where, a problem a lot of cars are having. yeah a, a lot of cars and actually i think the mustang is a little too big as well um um the uh it's hard to find an example let me think what else did i drive that wasn't great um Oh, it was disappointing. I don't know, man. It's tough. I, I actually I get impressed a lot more than I'm not impressed. I drove the Polaris slingshot thing. Yeah. Um, which is neat. Um, and for twenty grand, it's good fun. You know, I, I had to. The thing about I I I, ex, I was expecting like an aerial atom, and you don't get that. Yeah. Well, you got a quarter of the price. I know. That's I. If you keep going, twenty grand, twenty grand, then it's great. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I drove the 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 Z4 BMW was pretty disappointing. That wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, the, um, the Mercedes CLA, I, I didn't like it all. Even Which the I 45, think, I didn't like it. I think that somebody told me that is the biggest consumer unsatisfied. The CLA. The CLAs <laughs> yeah. are, are, that's the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the people that are buying the are most, most unhappy. Really? Yeah. With that car. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. What, yeah. uh, I heard the GLA is better, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's I been others. I, I have a, I have a hard time. I was a little disappointed, honestly, with the SLS Black Series Mercedes. Really? But only because of the circumstance in which I was driving it. That is a track-bred car. And on a racetrack, it's an animal. On the street, it's too uh, 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 
sensitive is the like the throttle response is too you know too yeah. it's like it's just ready to go at all times yeah but like you ever drive a car where the throttle response is so sensitive that if you go over little bumps in the road it moves your accelerator foot just enough to move the throttle pedal which makes the end and kind of like it, when you learn to drive a stick yeah you've and got it, that it creates one of those like bucking loops yeah you know what i mean it, it that's what the sls black series was like and on a, as a road car the 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 gt was better than that but i mean we're talking about a three hundred thousand dollar mercedes this is not consumer advice really yeah. um was there anything else that was disappointing um not really I will. I will. This is sort of then what I'll go out on because you've driven everything. I've driven so many cars I can't remember. I them. mean, you've driven McLaren F ones. You've driven once. I drove a McLaren F one. What is left to drive that you? This is my. I want. To, I don't want to yeah. own it. I don't want to race it. Yeah. I just need to get just behind drive the driver it for a minute. I just want to drive it. Yeah. I mean, if I could have one more, I was twenty two when I drove a McLaren F one. I could drive stick. But I couldn't drive like I can drive now. Yeah. Not that I'm I'm not Mario Andretti, but I I can drive a car pretty quickly for you know for an amateur. I'd love to have another go in that, knowing what how to drive properly like now. Um, I I can't fit in a Ferrari F40. Um, I actually the I can't move the shifter into <laughs> into hits gear because knee. it hits my knee yeah. in between the steering wheel. I wish there was a way I could drive an F40, but it's not going to happen. Um. I did get to drive a Countach this past year, and it was spectacular. Okay. Um, I was disappointed by the Aventador. Yeah. Um, Roadster. I didn't like it uh, very much. Um, and uh, what else do I want? I, I I haven't driven a Pagani yet. Right. And Luca tells me that I, that I can, that there is a way I can. And they have a press car. I know they have a press which car. Which is funny. I know they have a press car, and, they, and he said I could drive it. All right. And so I, I haven't um, – <laughs> if you can believe this, I haven't gotten around to asking. All right. Well, try to <laughs> – Someone listening going, are you kidding me? You haven't asked for the Pagani? Well, when you got an extra five minutes, you can fire off I that email. I can fire off that email and get it. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like to drive the Pagani. Um, uh, you know, I haven't driven any of the new three hyper-hybrids. Um, I'd love to have a go in a P1 or, or a LaFerrari, but I don't, I don't really see that happening anytime soon. You've done the 918? Nope. I asked them for a 918, and they flat out said no. Good. You know, at least they respond. Yeah. That's got to well, be good. It was, he was standing right in front of me. Oh, okay. It wasn't, if it was over the phone, he just would have not responded. Or, but I was right there. I was like, Calvin, can I drive the 918? Well, it's expensive to run. So are you saying that my coverage is not worth whatever it costs you to lend, them, lend me that car? And he was like, yeah, basically. Hey, you know, we all we all can't be the Hey, man, dude, I've driven the Koenigsegg, world. Venom GT. I, I, I won't be impressed by the 918. Not in a speed, not in terms of speed. I think I would. I uh, mean, I, 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 that's a stupid thing for me yeah. to say. I probably would, but like... Well, you guys had one on the, for drive. You did one on the show. Yeah, Spinelli did one. Yeah. So, like, a 918 has appeared on our show. Yeah. But I, I just didn't get to do it. That's a win. Spinelli also gets to go to the Z06 launch, and I don't get to go to that. But All right. Well, I'll, get, I'll get a press car for that later. Sorry. Sorry, you're. Uh, and I've been, and I, dude, and I, I keep getting fucked with the rain. I went to, I went all the way to Portland to drive the Hellcat, and it rained. Then I went all the way to New York to drive the Z28 Camaro, and it rained. And they said I couldn't drive in the rain. At least in the Hellcat, they let me drive in the rain. And then I went all the way to DC uh, to drive the Hellcat Charger, where it rained. 
All yeah. racetracks, all at rain, all in cars that are utterly worthless. That's in the a rain. car I want is the Charger. Hellcat Charger rocks. Yeah. Allegedly, a friend of mine who looks suspiciously like me but isn't raced one on the highway and in four consecutive uh, pulls beat a Hayabusa. Really? Yeah. Because the Charger is faster than the Challenger. Yes, it is. I want. The Charger is so fast, dude. And, and, uh, uh, allegedly, someone who looks like Jeff Glucker uh, did a roll race with a McLaren 650S in the chart in the Challenger Hellcat and uh, was dead dead even. Wait, say that one more time so I can comprehend it. There's a lot Glucker of roll raced against a McLaren oh, in, a, in a Challenger Hellcat. Yeah, in a Challenger Hellcat, and it was dead even to 130 miles an hour. I bet I could see that. Yeah, they're just I'm. I'm I got. I want to. He said back. the guy in the McLaren was very confused. And you know what I'm <laughs> excited for. CTSV. That I got to see one in person. It's like there's so much going on in that front end, and then like nothing on the side. <sighs> that design, though, I love. I like it. I like the ATSV a lot. ATSV I love the looks four door. Yeah, I think the coupe looks a little funky. It does. But that CTSV, if done right, I think that is. You mean be... ATSV or CTSV? No, the CTSV. I think if done right, that six hundred and forty horsepower. That, that will be. Off. An M5, probably. You know, all day long. Yeah, probably. All right. I, I will let to, it go. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just a dick. I looked at my watch. I just no, want no, to no, see no. how long we've been going. No, we've been going over an hour, and I've been asshole. trying to wrap this up for oh, 40 minutes. Okay. So. Well, we can go now. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for coming in. Everybody, check out thesmokingtower.com uh, or any Storm of Force YouTube, social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all slash the smoking, the smoking Tire. tire. Yes. And, uh, you know, check out All Cars Go to Heaven 2 through 17 coming yeah. out. And also YouTube.com slash Drive. We, we make a lot of our pretty films for Drive. And, uh, yes, it is a subscription service. Yes, it costs $4 you, a month. But that's where our, our best work If you want to see the best slow-mo <laughs> drifting videos <laughs> ever, yeah. go to the Drive Network. All right. Thank cool. you so much. Thanks. Thanks.